welcome to the second episode of Into the Cinematic Universe. Today, I want to talk about something that has always piqued my interest, and I don't know if it's because I think it has something to do with psychology or of like society in general and like how they react to things, but I've always wondered like, why do people get so obsessed with movie series or like book series and make it a part of their personality? Um, and I'm not here to make fun of them because I am one of them. I mean, I have a Star Wars tattoo, so I think that explains enough, but I think the biggest fan bases that do this are Harry Potter and Star Wars. Um, it's one of those that they they sort of become like protective of the stories and I've definitely seen like Star Wars fans mostly do this where like if you don't know any everything about it then you're not a real fan. Harry Potter is more a little laid back in that area but I still think Harry Potter fans are crazy about Harry Potter and it's like to the point that they just want to be in the universe. Um, so I'm going to go more into detail about Harry Potter specifically because I think there's more to it than it just being a good story on why it became so successful. Um, there's a lot of different factors. But before I dig into that, I do want to say I made like a little list of things that I think make a good series, whether it's movies or books. Um, I just think that if they follow this, then it's most likely going to be successful. I mean, not saying like this will be the only reasons, but anyways, I'll get into it. Um, so the first thing I think that makes a good series is that it has to have a good introduction to each of the characters and each of the characters have to have their own things going on and they're not just there to serve the protagonist like they're not used as an accessory I would say like they're just they have their own lives and they just happen to be part of the story um and I think Harry Potter does a good job of that I also think that the series needs to have a clear and concise plot. A lot of times through like long lasting stories like Harry Potter where it's like seven books long, it can get kind of confusing of where the plot is if it's not written right. And sometimes it can be hard if stories are lasting for years and years. Um, I think Star Wars has a harder time of this of staying consistent and there not being any plot holes, um, which it happens. but. I think it's better in Harry Potter, like there's not that as many plot holes. Um, so I think, again, the plot has to be clear and concise. Um, and then I also think that the protagonist and it's, and them, they have, what am I saying? The protagonist has to have a life too, like they, they have personality, they're just, they're not obsessed with whatever the goal of the story is, like they have a life outside of what the plot of the actual story is. Um, and also their personality doesn't change unless something happens that is clearly stated in the story. So it's not, there's nothing out of character that they would do unless it like made sense. Um, so a lot of times people lose interest because the character changes for no reason at all. Sorry, my cat just meowed there a little bit. Um, but yeah, so the characters don't change um, because again, that's like they need to stay consistent. And then I also think that there should be a climax 
again that makes sense because if there's like a big climax and it just doesn't go along with the plot of the story or doesn't advance the plot then it's sort of kind of pointless and just for show and if it doesn't have like any emotion behind it then it's also like I'm not going to be interested um and then I also think there needs to be a level of mystery (laughs) so that like the reader or the watcher can't predict what's going to happen I mean to an extent there's going to be like fan theories and like predictions that people like to do where they don't know what's going to happen but they want to predict what's going to happen and if it does come true then that's cool but if not then it's whatever like they're not going to be sad about it it's just something fun that they can do Um, but if it's like the story's laid out where you know what's going to happen so it's not even like worth watching it anymore I would say that's probably I'm gonna lose interest in that unless it's something that like say for like Harry Potter for instance you know he's gonna defeat or Voldemort not Dumbledore um you know he's gonna defeat him and it's just like the matter of how like how is he gonna do it so there's still that level of mystery where you're not really sure how it's gonna pan out um but you still know what the end is um and then and the end, I think it also needs to be a satisfying ending. And that doesn't really mean that it has to be a happy ending. Like, it could be happy, sad, whatever. I just think that it has to, like, make sense. And there has to be no unanswered questions. So you're not left there like, oh, but what happened to this character? Or, like, that didn't really make sense the way it ended. So it just has to be consistent with the whole plot. So I would say, like, the number one thing that I would say makes a good series is just consistency and it has to be like concise clear no confusion unless there's supposed to be confusion then yeah that makes sense um but definitely no unanswered questions but that's what I think in general makes a good series so I'm gonna go more into why I think Harry Potter became such a success um So the first thing I would talk about is that it's just a timeless story. And what I mean by that is that there is no political background or no like subtle hints about what is going on in the current time. So like the story was written in the 1990s. I don't know the exact date, but in the 90s. But you don't know that it's written in the 90s because it it's a whole universe that was created on its own with its own political problems own like social problems that you don't really really I mean like it's relatable in like a general like umbrella I guess like it doesn't like specify some point of political problems so I think like so like you could read it now you could read it in 20 years and you just wouldn't know it was written in the 90s um and I think that's what makes it great because like you nowadays people are writing in stories and shows and all that about COVID, but, like, no one wants to hear about that, especially in, like, 20 years when we're hopefully not dealing with it anymore. Who knows? But people won't be able to relate to that. Like, they'll know about it, but they won't know, like, they won't be able to relate to it in their present time because it was something like that. It's not really, like, because I'm talking not about like historical documents or stuff like that I'm talking about like shows that have nothing to do with COVID like in Gossip Girl they're like the new one they're talking about COVID and it's just you don't want to relate to that that's like specified it's one time period that this was in so I think that's why Harry Potter today and in the future will be so successful um 
because at any point in time you can relate to it and then I also think it's just you can relate to it as an adult as a child as a teenager because it has such complex themes well not really sure if they're like complex but they have the themes of like love uh relationships friendship there's like bravery all that and like uh, in a sense like finding yourself I don't know but there's themes that people can relate to of all ages and they're themes that aren't going to change as time goes on so you'll always be able again to relate to it and adding on to that there's also like multiple characters or pretty much all the characters that they serve a purpose but they have a story in of themselves so it sort of expands the universe and it just adds on to the relatability that when people read this they have their favorite character and they can like sort of define themselves with that character and just helps them like have a connection with the story and I, I think you could do that in any time period but that leads me into my second point and I think this is the main reason why Harry Potter is so successful and that has to do with the time that Harry Potter was released. It was at a very good time because as these books were coming out, the social media and the internet was on a rise. So people were connecting to other people more and just like in general society was able to like expand their, I don't want to say like inner world, but they were like, it was easier to reach out to people. And so this... Honestly, uh, this is going to be me talking about millennials mostly because it's kind of a cliche or a stereotype that millennials are obsessed with Harry Potter and I think that is true and the reason why is because they were there when Harry Potter was being released and also when social media was becoming very popular. Um, so like MySpace and other like the messaging upsides, those like, <laughs> I'm trying to come up with examples, but I can't think of one right now. All I can think of is Skype, but I think that was a little after. Um, but you know what I mean. Um, it's those websites that ask for bios, and you're able to, like, talk to anybody. Um, but for the bios, it was a way for people to explain who they are without giving out too much information about who they actually are. So it's sort of like an online persona, but really who they are. And the easiest way to describe yourself, like in your personality, in the shortest way, why was putting your Hogwarts house and like where you belonged and all that. Um, so that was sort of like their how they kind of started getting their personality traits from Harry Potter, I would say. And in a way, I think that definitely started the trend of people <laughs> introducing themselves, not introducing yourself, I would say like online especially by putting your Hogwarts house and saying your Ravenclaw and then that's just somewhere that they belong because in the time these are teenagers or like young tweens I guess like 12 year olds and they're trying to find themselves they're figuring it out and then they have this whole world that they pretty much have at the palm of their hands now thanks to the internet social media 
Um, so it's just a way for them to relate with other people too. And I think I relate to this the most because my version of Harry Potter when I was a teenager was One Direction. Like, it's the same exact thing. I talked to strangers online about One Direction. I met up with strangers. That sounds terrible. But it was in a safe environment. And we just talked about One Direction with people also my age. Um, so, yeah, it was it was safe. But I relate to that because it's just the internet. You have access to everything. And it's you can talk to people that have the similar interests. And it just made teenagers feel less alone. And for Harry Potter and with pretty much any fandom like this, I think Harry Potter's just different because it kind of grew with the rise of social media. Like, it grew with it. Um, and this was also when forums were coming out. So there's Reddit. And more specifically, there are forums just for Harry Potter. And it was a way for people to talk about what they love. And they again didn't feel as alone so I think that's why there's such an emotional connection with millennials and Harry Potter because it was their way to escape from the reality and they had all of this access to information and other people that were just like them um so I yeah that's why it's so emotional for them and I I can get why millennials are obsessed with Harry Potter and then there was a moment a couple of years ago, I want to say, where it was like Harry Potter was associated with a millennial, bleh, millennials and cringe. Like it was cringy to be obsessed with Harry Potter. And that happened for like a brief time. Like it was very short because then Harry Potter became trendy with Gen Z. And I, that's also because of social media. Um, like a year ago, there was there are people making TikToks about Harry Potter and it just like became super popular again to love Harry Potter um and honestly I feel like Gen Z took it farther than millennials because yeah millennials got like tattoos of Harry Potter they like or get the merchandise all that but people in a on TikTok would make like point of view videos where you were a student at Harry at Hogwarts and it they just it was it was interesting to see and I don't know if like people started getting on to Harry Potter again because it was just a trend and everyone was doing it or if people genuinely liked the story I like I feel like it's a little bit of both um because there was a part on TikTok too where people were just obsessed with Draco and they would like put make those point of view videos where they're like dating Draco or stuff like that which I think is interesting um just because I don't know if they did it because it was trendy or because they actually liked Harry Potter again I think it it's a little bit of both it depends on the person but um they kind of took it like a step further and that's why I think also Harry Potter's became popular again they got the TikToks going on it became sort of like an aesthetic I want to say where people were like fall Harry Potter Hogwarts all that like they it's again part of their personality um but they're making it and that's why people have such a connection to harry potter they can relate to it whether it's a trend or they genuinely like it they can just like make it a part of who they are and i think i mean that's not bad <laughs> i think that's a pretty good thing for a story to do but it's just funny to see like the millennials and gen z 
talk about like Harry Potter because honestly I think they're on the same level of like cringe a little bit (laughs) but not in a bad way it's okay to be cringy sometimes it's not bad but definitely interesting and then also like these as I said like these TikToks all this is like adding on to the universe because they're trying to become a part of it and like dive into it there is something that a lot of people that I talk to don't know it's a thing but shifting realities I've seen this on TikTok a lot um where people it's sort of like lucid dreaming um where people would lay down and they would do they would like write out this script and if they if you sleep in a certain position like on your back in a star shape or whatever um and you start thinking about Harry Potter and Hogwarts and all that then you will wake up in that universe so I don't know if people think it's actually real or not I I think I'm gonna dive in a little deeper on this <laughs> later another day but it's just weird but it's also interesting because again they Gen Z took it like a step further <laughs> becoming obsessed with Harry Potter but it definitely adds on to uh, the universe because now people actually think they're going to Harry Potter world or like <laughs> Hogwarts and all that um but I think also that leads to my third point of why Harry Potter is so successful nowadays and that is the additions to the universe and I'm talking about like the video games the sequel movies or I guess the prequels I don't know like the Fantastic Beast movies there's the Cursed Child that even though I've I've never, I didn't read it, but I read the reviews on it and it's not good from what I hear. But again, people are going to read it because they want to know what happens. Um, Even if it's bad, like they're still going to read it. And the thing is, is that I don't know if these additions are just because people want money or if they actually care about adding on to the universe. I think JK Rowling is money hungry. I think she's doing it for the money. Warner Brothers probably is too. Like <laughs> it's all for the money. But I it's it's cool to see though because it does add to the stories. Um I'll get into the video games first. So there's the Harry Potter Legos game that I <laughs> I personally love. And that one's cool. Like, even though it's, if it's, like, Legos, I love Legos. I'll say it now. Um, <laughs> it's sort of like a fun uh, kind of, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's it's kind of funny <laughs> because they go through the scene. So, you go movie by movie and you're going through Hogwarts. So, like, one through seven, you're playing out the plot of the movie in Legos. Um, and then you, like, collect the little jewels. <laughs> Not really sure what they call it. I forgot. Um, but yeah, it's just fun. And then you like play it up till the end. And that's like a way, again, to be like more immersed into the world. That one's more like fun. <laughs> I I don't know. But then they are in, they are coming out with the new video game in 2022. I think it's called the Hogwarts Legacy. But that one, I think, is going to bring back the craziness of Harry Potter. Because right now, it's it's a little died off compared to last year. Last year's when everyone was making the TikToks and now it's a little on the low. But you know, it's Harry Potter. It's always going to be famous. But 
I think the craze is going to come back once this video game is released because it it's it's so immersive you from what I hear they you are like a part of the universe so you are a witch or wizard and you're going through Hogwarts um I think you can pick your wand um and I think you get like your own Patronus you get a little animal like an owl or a cat or something <laughs> with you and you basically go and you like learn spells and all that and it's it's sort of reminds me of the sims but a little more video game-ish like it's more of adventure um and it's an open world concept so that one's gonna be really cool and i think that just like gives fans the chance to actually be a part of the universe to make their own choices so it's even more immersive um but that's definitely it's supposed to be really cool they delayed it by a year so i think it's gonna be a pretty cool game <laughs> Um, but that's definitely going to bring back some crazy fans for sure. And I'm kind of excited to see it. But on top of the video games, I'm sure there's more, but those are the only two that I can think of right now. Um, but there's a ton of video games. And then also, I think like adding on to the stories, JK Rowling, I don't like her as a person. <laughs> I think she's a terrible person, but she is very involved in adding information to the stories and i said in the last episode with the fan theories about how she's very bad at addressing the fan theories but at least she does acknowledge it like she's good about adding info into the characters um even though i don't know like at least she's giving them something <laughs> like she's very involved but again i do think it's kind of for money like i think she's really just money hungry and that's why she keeps making more um because someone argue that harry potter is fine as how it is like we have the original stories with harry hermione ron and them defeating voldemort and that there's really not any more needed to it and honestly i don't know where I stand on that because I would say like if you are a, a like a original fan like you were there when the books were coming out then maybe you just like the books how they are and don't really need any more information it's sort of like you said uh, I'm trying to explain this <laughs> like you said goodbye to the original stories and it ended how you wanted to and you were satisfied again as I said satisfying ending you don't need any more so it's sort of like it's unnecessary to keep adding on these stories when you've already experienced it like you you know the main part like all that you pretty much want to know <laughs> like Harry and his friends and stuff and like the war that goes on um, so when like when Fantastic Beast comes out, like yeah, it gives a little backstory on Dumbledore, but again, he's just a side character in it. They haven't even released the third one. They they've just had the first two, and it's nice to see like the world building, like they go to America and all that. But if you're not very interested in Harry Potter to like the extent that you're going to watch or read everything that comes out then I wouldn't say it was very necessary. Um, so uh, to, I sort of think that Fantastic Beast was just for the money. Um, the Cursed Child could have been a little bit better. I think if anything, they should have made the Cursed Child movies and sort of like a sequel to Harry Potter. But also I don't know if that would go as well either. Sequels are tricky, <laughs> I would say. 
because you could either do really well and give the fans what they want or it's just going to be a big disappointment because again the characters become out of character because I you because you try to say that they grow in a way but you don't show it so you just jump in time and it doesn't make sense if you are still thinking of them as the characters as they were younger in the original series um this <laughs> this sort of has to do with harry potter but i'm thinking more of star wars and anyways i won't get into that right now um but the other cool thing that i think about adding on to the universe are making the theme parks like Wizarding world of harry potter um that makes it so immersive and I used to work there so I do I've been there many many times and the details of it is incredible I think it's so cool like this was the best thing that I think Warner Brothers Universal and like that they could have done because you want to be part of the universe and as I said before like the only access to it that people had was the internet Uh, but that can only do so much So in your mind, you feel like you're part of the world by talking to other people and doing the forums and all that. Um, But like when you go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, you are actually there, it feels like, even though (laughs) it's all fake, but (laughs) no, it it feels very real. Um, And I think that's really cool because you can go get your wand, you can go grab your robes, represent your Hogwarts house, go ride the rides, and it just feels like you are actually there. Um, so again, that might have been just for money. It probably was because <laughs> isn't everything just for money, but it was still a good way for the fans to become, to give them a little something that they could go for. Um, and then also like Pottermore that I think JK Rowling came up with this herself, if I'm not wrong about that. But again, that's a way for people, cause you know, before Pottermore, people just said what their houses were. But in Pottermore, you could actually take a quiz that was, like, certified by the Wizarding World to be right. So once you got your house, you could say, oh, that's my house on Pottermore. And then people um, can get their wand by taking a quiz. And their wand looks very specific. And people love that. Like, I worked at Ollivander's in Universal. And the amount of people that would come in with their Pottermore wand, whatever their wand is, and be like, do y'all have this? And we didn't because we just didn't have their wand. But it was so interesting because people, like, it's more connection to it. And that's where I think, like, the emotional connection with Harry Potter comes in because you can get so involved in the universe. Um, And that's with, like, Millennials and Gen Z. I think that's, like, every age that people would be interested in that because people love escapism. They're going to escape to a different reality as much as they want. (laughs) That's just life. But yeah, that's those additions to Harry Potter is definitely keeping it alive. And as time goes on, there's just going to be more and more adding to it. And I think that is a good choice because it keeps it alive, even though most of it, again, is just for money. But <laughs> I think people will love it and they'll literally eat it up. So they should keep doing that. That's a smart, smart decision. Um, but yeah, so then the fourth reason for Harry Potter being so sexy, <laughs> so sexy, so successful, um, is that the characters in the stories are relatable. They have great character arcs and, um, 
they're again as i said at the beginning like everyone can relate to at least one character and say that's their favorite um i would say like the best character arcs it's like neville jenny draco even like neville jenny and draco i would say neville like he becomes even more brave like you can see throughout the movies that he starts to like believe in himself a little bit more and that's what people love to see and then the same with jenny like she uh starts to like stand up for herself more and like it's just a strong character and again with draco you could argue that he never had a redemption arc which i don't think he did i think he was just a confused boy <laughs> to a point where he just didn't want to murder dumbledore that was it but i think to an extent he did know what he was doing was wrong but i don't know i just think like having the growth within the characters all of the characters received or went through some sort of growth and that's what you like to see you like to see the characters changing in that way and it makes sense like as i said with what makes a good series is that the characters change but you can tell throughout the story why they change and i think that's very like obvious in harry potter like throughout the series and it goes into detail but it goes into detail on the characters and their personalities so that you can see these changes so it's not all about harry even though it's uh, through his perspective but you can just still tell and i also think it's cool that like the books show their everyday lives so again like if you take out the magic in all whatever the magical world then it's just like teenagers going through school and like dealing with everyday teenager things like they take exams they have to study they go social outings they have romances and there's teenage drama like again it's something that people can relate to and just adding the magic and all of the like war i guess <laughs> adding to that just makes it more interesting um but yeah it's something that people again can like relate to themselves and their lives but it's in this fantasy world so it makes it even cooler and i also think like in of itself harry potter the books were very good but i think what made it even better was that it the way that it translated to the screen i think it was almost perfect the first three movies are definitely the most um i would say concise i don't know if that's the word but most like the books and those are great but then like the books get too long to put it all in the movie so it makes sense why the others don't translate as well but it still gets the main points and i would say the only problem i have with the book to screen translation was jenny because in the book, she's a completely different person. And I'm sure everyone has heard how Ginny in the movies just doesn't make sense. Um, so that's the only complaint. But other than that, I think it's great because people who don't like to read and don't want to read the books, they can watch the movies and it's pretty much the same. And there are the people that are like, oh, the books are better and that you aren't a true fan unless you did I say friend you aren't a true fan unless you've read the books and all that but I don't think that's necessarily true I think you can watch the movies and pretty much get the same thing from the books the books just go into detail but that's every book like it's gonna have more details because it's longer um so I think that's why it also reaches a wide variety because you could talk to someone 
um, about Harry Potter, even if they've just read the movies, but they know, um, read the movies, my god, so they've only watched the movies, you can still have a conversation with them about Harry Potter and what's going on and the characters and all that. Um, so that's also reaches a wider audience with the movies. And they were like blockbusters, like the people that would go to the midnight premieres and camp out for it, like people love the excitement of the movies, especially as they were coming out. Um, so like the hype of it, it, it spread. People love to be excited about things. <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious. Um, but yeah, on top of the character arcs too, I think Harry Potter is very, very good at keeping the plot consistent. I mean, like, throughout each of the books and movies, they have their own little plot, but it advances the overall goal of the series. So, like, throughout the books, you see your progression of Voldemort coming back and becoming more powerful, and you also see that with Harry and how he reacts to it. Um, so each of the books, I mean, it's their own story, like, Harry, the first one, figures out about Magic World, and then it just keeps on going. Um, and each of the books or the movies add a new mystery or, like, consequences to the next story. So each of them are, they're good at leading into what the next book is going to be about. Um, I would say, like, my favorite transitions of this is from Order of the Phoenix to Half-Blood Prince. It's just sort of like a domino effect. And I mean, I guess it starts from Goblet of Fire when Harry's the only one that knows that, well, he's not the only one, but Harry knows that Voldemort's back. No one believes him except for Dumbledore. And then throughout all of Order of the Phoenix, you get him dealing with like, it was sort of like the boy who cried wolf. And then finally, everyone knows that Voldemort's back and Half-Blood Prince, you are dealing with that. Um, and I just think it adds like excitement to the story again that you feel for Harry and what he's going through but you also are excited to see how it turns out like will people believe him and then like the followers of Voldemort like what's going to happen to them are they going to come back and also the mystery and I guess like the twists there are like little tiny twists so like in Order of the Phoenix you have the prophecy and it keeps you wondering of like what is the prophecy and then you finally find out and you're like, oh my god, that makes sense. <laughs> and now you know why, like, Voldemort wants Harry dead and all that. And then also, like, the whole twist with Snape being in love with Lily, that also is, like, super, like, it's one of those shocking twists where people are just like, oh, <laughs> that's why he acted that way. And it really just like hooks people into the character and like it it adds depth to the character and also with Dumbledore with him not always being the best person because throughout he's like painted as sort of like the hot like he's like the best wizard but it doesn't necessarily mean he's the best person like he had like in his past once it all starts coming out and the way that he actually thought of Harry like he definitely cared for Harry but you know that he for sure was using him throughout the whole series um and just getting him ready to either kill Voldemort or die from Voldemort so <laughs> Um, Dumbledore wasn't the best person, but it's interesting to hear his life and about that he was what you thought he was. Um, 
so again, it's just those little things that advance the plot and make it more interesting for people. Um, especially if it's like people that aren't even really interested in Harry Potter, but they go watch the movies and then they become interested because of like the drama behind it, I guess. And it's just, it really hooks you in. And then finally, I think the reason why Harry Potter is such a good series and why it became so successful is because it didn't have just one climax, but like many throughout the book. And they all advance the plot. So again, like I said, where the movies kind of lead into the next one, um, they do that very well. And it's because of the climaxes. So like at the end of pretty much all of them, <laughs> Harry's facing off with Voldemort. But it's like different forms of Voldemort. And as the movies goes on, he's, he like, I, like in of itself, like he has his own climax throughout the whole series because he's weak in the first three movies and then he gets his powers back and becomes like his an actual human body form i guess he whatever he's like at his most powerful i would say and the fourth book and fifth book kind of like that aren't i'm trying to think i don't know he becomes more powerful between the fourth and sixth i would say until we figure out about the horcruxes and then he becomes um a weaker but that just shows like the climax of Voldemort of itself within the whole series. And that's exciting to see because you see him getting more powerful and then you find out about the Horcruxes and then they have to go on the hunt of the Horcruxes. So it also hooks you in because he wasn't easy to defeat. Like this wasn't an easy thing that like Harry, like yeah, he was the chosen one, but he wasn't born with these like amazing powers that made him like invincible and that he could go defeat Voldemort like he needed other people and he needed to grow and he needed to figure out like a different way to defeat Voldemort because it it wasn't easy um and also just the connection between Voldemort and Harry with um I guess this is another twist with like Harry being a horcrux because a Voldemort was a part of him um they were connected in that way and like the prophecies said, like one of them had to die so the other could live. So that just kept it more exciting. And really, people love that. <laughs> the fans love it. And also, there is a bunch of exciting revelations throughout. So like on Goblet of Fire, like Barty Crouch was Barty Crouch Jr., I believe. But he was uh, Mad-Eye Moody the whole time. I think I said that backwards. But you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> Mad-Eye Moody was not actually Mad-Eye Moody throughout the whole fourth movie or book. And it was like exciting to see because you're like, oh my god, then who is he? And then you finally get to know who he is. Um, but like the backstories of that and like, again, that just goes more into the universe on the actual like problems outside of what Voldemort is doing and like a little history I guess I don't really the Barty Crouch Jr. is kind of blurry to me but I just remember it being very interesting <laughs> I'll tell you that um and then again like the revelations about like Snape and Dumbledore and all that um it just keeps you on your toes and keep you it like once you like you want more of that you want more content you want more history of like what actually is happening um and then also, like, the themes are very consistent throughout the book. 
I said a while ago about the themes being like love and friendship and um I think it's just like because like love is the main theme because Lily's love is what saves Harry so many times and also Snape's love for Lily is him like protecting Harry in a sense and he gives the most like he plays the double spy and eventually pretty much gives up his life for that like uh Snape was the most trustworthy because of love and that's a way to like from beginning to end use the theme throughout the books and like how it's like kind of completed it in a way and it's satisfying because it was completed in a way that was consistent and then also having his friends helping him find their ho- the horcruxes they had uh he had jenny and neville and hogwarts still and luna like they he had his friends and he couldn't do it alone like the whole school was fighting except for the slytherins i think <laughs> but yeah it was like unity all that like harry wasn't alone um and even when they thought he was dead they still wanted to fight voldemort um so I just think it's very great and then also just having having the themes being like the like what Harry has is the opposite of what Voldemort has because Voldemort's never experienced love so in the end this is in the books um not in the movies but at the very end when Harry defeats Voldemort he says the one thing that brought you down was love because Snape was double spy the whole time harry pretty much tells him that and snape did that because out of love and then harry survived out of love and that was the only thing he had against voldemort and it's mentioned throughout the entire series and i just think that's a good way it's almost like too good (laughs) to keep up with the theme um i would say it's not like it's not complex at all it's just love (laughs) love was the main theme um and it was consistent and used in the finale and i think that's a great way to end it because it's satisfying you know what happens to all the characters you find out later in the epilogue i believe um and you're just satisfied like it's sad because the stories are over i remember watching the last movie in the theaters and it's saying like the 19 years later and I just started crying (laughs) because it's emotional it's like these stories and like I didn't even read the books until I was in college so this was just from watching the movies like I got so emotional so I couldn't even imagine the people that kept up with the books again like did the forums online um and were like very connected with Harry Potter in the world like it was emotional And that's, again, what I'm saying, that some people felt like it should have ended right there because it felt like a good way to end it um, and that they didn't really need to keep adding on movies to continue the story because it was great how it was. And sometimes adding on more just ruins it. But I don't know. I kind of just disregard the Fantastic Beasts and the Cursed Child because they don't really add to the original plot that much. So... I guess they're just they're and it's they're okay (laughs) I guess what I'm trying to say but the original stories just have a place in everyone's heart I feel and that is that on that so thank you for listening uh I do want to go more into (laughs) what I mentioned about shifting realities so I'm probably going to do that next because I just think it's so interesting 
I, I don't know if it's real or not. I don't think it's real actually, but <laughs> I'm going to go into more of like people's experience with that and what they think happens and how they do it. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening and I will talk to y'all later.